You are listening to the Weight Loss and Wellness for Real podcast with Heather Heinen, licensed professional therapist, mental health. Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. I hope all of you had a wonderful holiday season. It is a couple days after Christmas 2020 as I'm recording this. Um, And although I guess the holiday season is not quite over yet as New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is still on the way, you know, I wanted to record this now because this is a time where I think most of us start thinking about New Year's goals. And of course, for many of us, this will include things like weight loss and getting healthy in the new year. Um, And this is always an interesting week as I'm checking in on clients as well, because it is kind of a time where, and and I kind of get into this mentality too, although I've worked on it over the years, but it's this week is sort of a time where it's almost like for many of us, it's one big last hurrah. And it's like, you know, up until New Year's Eve, or maybe even the first Monday of January, which this year would be January 4th. So actually there's going to be, you know, it's it's not like we're just going to get strict with ourselves January 1st to start, you know, eating properly or not over drinking or whatever it is or getting healthy. But many of us will probably give ourselves until January 4th, which is Monday this year, before we start implementing these things. And so it's kind of like we have this full week with this mindset of, well, you know, I'm going to start everything in January. And so this is kind of a free for all and let's just live it up. Um, and, and all those things. And, you know, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade here, but you know, this is just something to maybe consider as we, as, as I go through this podcast where I'm actually going to be talking about self accountability, um, and, and how to cultivate that so that you can stick with your new year's goals and resolutions and, and all those things. But this it's just something to consider that maybe this week, um, instead of the free-for-all, like over-the-top eating, drinking, because you know, you're know you kind of setting these more stringent goals for yourself in the new year, maybe just to consider using this week to kind of at least not have the free-for-all, <laughs> maybe allowing some things in there, but thinking of it more as this transition week um, between you know, the holiday season and then moving into this new goal setting, um, new year of 2021 as I'm recording this. Okay. So, you know, what I see happen a lot is that most of us have this sort of fall and winter time where, um, eating habits kind of, get what I would call a little bit out of control. Um, and maybe not for all of us, but for a lot of us. And 
you know, typically I always was thinking the holiday season kind of lasts from Thanksgiving until January 1st, but truly these days I see it lasting from um, Halloween. So, you know, it's like we have these two, two and a half months of where there's a lot of overeating and overdrinking. And not all of that is bad. I'm a little bit into, you know, I do believe the fall and winter is a time where, you know, if you're sort of in tune with the seasons and all that, you probably are going to put on an extra pound or a few. Um, But what you don't want to do is have that accumulate over years and years and years, because that's kind of as we age, how we end up putting some more weight on. Um, okay. So we have this long sort of few months of overeating, over drinking, and then, you know, many will say, okay, so now new year's is coming. I'm setting these new goals. Um, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to drop this much weight, whatever it may be. I also, you know, would just want to talk a little bit about sometimes, well, I never want to tell someone to not set New Year's goals because, you know, for some people they start them and that's some motivation and then, and maybe they complete them. But I know statistically most of us who set goals, especially around weight loss for the new year, will only stick to things, um, I mean, research tells us on average of two weeks. And then most of us will go back to eating the way we always have and maybe even putting on a few more pounds over the year. And so I wanted to talk about you know, setting this new year's goal is not always the best idea if you're wanting to lose weight. And mostly because of the reason I just talked about, because many of us kind of set up these really strict plans starting January 1st, and they're just too strict. We don't have the right mindset. We don't know how to keep ourselves accountable. We don't know how to follow through on what we want to do. And so things kind of fall to the wayside. And, you know, so not being super how do I say this, strict about about setting these New Year's goals can kind of um, help us, Sola, my kitty, jingling away, can getting, okay, getting a different mindset around a New Year's goal can be really helpful. So one of the things I want to just offer here real quick is that instead of focusing a lot of your time maybe this week on setting New Year's goals, another idea that I've used over the years, by the way, I never set New Year's goals. I I never have. I just, I'm, I'm kind of a goal setter anyway. So if I have a goal, I typically just set it whenever in the year. So I've never been a big believer in setting New Year's goals, but I am a big believer in looking back over my past year and just kind of reviewing what has gone on. Did I accomplish the things I wanted to accomplish? Did I feel the feelings I wanted to feel most of the time? What were my relationships like? Did I feel I was engaged? Are there changes I want to make? But this year-end review for me is more like learning from this past year. And, And learning from this past year then helps me create you know, this next year in a, in a way that I want to live my life, more of the way that I want to live my life. So that's just one idea. Instead of the focus on setting these new year goals and resolutions, an idea might be to spend this week looking at your past year in review and maybe just learning and gleaning some things from that. Self-accountability is a really interesting topic because so many of us can do it for quite a while 
We can hold ourselves accountable to goals that we've set for ourselves and we can do it, you know, like on average, I said, for about two weeks. And then most of us typically really can't hold ourselves accountable anymore. And we just really go back into old behavioral patterns, habits of the brain. And so holding ourselves accountable breaks down. And if we want to be able to follow through on goals and new habits and patterns, then we really need to be able to hold ourselves accountable. It's kind of that first step. So things that it takes um, to hold ourselves accountable might mean that over the long run, you really incorporate just a few basic things. The first one being you must really set your goals at a place that you can follow through with them. So you know, they really have to be doable. And what I mean by this is that they need to be really small, very, very doable daily behaviors that you absolutely can follow through on. So they may stretch you like a little bit. They may stretch you a tiny bit, but you know you can accomplish it. And at the end of this, I'm going to go over some ideas for some very small doable goals um, in reference to weight loss, but obviously this can apply to any goals that you're setting for yourself Be because for any goals, you have to keep yourself accountable to daily new habits and behaviors, and you have to be able to follow through in order to have the long-term effects on changing actual behaviors and getting to your goal to, to being able to hit it and keep it. So what I want you to think about is how, you know, our brains change quickly and have much more benefit when we are incorporating things like three minutes. Well, this would be an example. So like three minutes a day of mindfulness training or meditation versus 90 minutes one day a week, um, brain scans show us there's much more change, beneficial changes within the brain. So three minutes a day of mindfulness or meditation is much better and shows quicker growth and change than 90 minutes one day a week. So you see how that works? Like 90 minutes one day a week, you're spending 90 minutes. Three minutes a day for seven days, you're spending 21 minutes. So it's really a bigger benefit to do very small, um, very small time frame, very small doable things to create bigger change. So I want you to think about this and, and apply it to, to you know the goal that you may have where well, let's talk about an example if you want to start a walking program. So 10 minutes a day of walking is going to benefit you more than two hours of walking one day a week. Also, setting it up to where you're doing these small things every single day means you have much more of a chance to be willing and, dare I say it, motivated. I don't like that word, but you know, to be able to follow through on this and create a new behavior pattern, a new habit of the brain. And in order to hit a goal at its very basic level, this is really what needs to happen. There needs to be very small, doable, daily goals that we are following through on. And doing this, breaking these down into very tiny, small, doable goals helps us stay accountable to ourselves because once we can follow through on these things, and because we make them doable, we can, when we can follow through daily, it really does produce these feelings of feeling proud of ourselves, of feeling good about ourselves, and those feelings, so we get willingness there, we get momentum, those feelings are what help us create 
these very doable daily habits that then lead into those bigger goals. But beyond that, we get to obtain the goal, but then also keep it, maintain it. So it's just really important to understand you need these small doable behavior goals on a daily basis. Second concept to understand is that as humans, when we're trying to change, and especially an eating habit or a habit that can bring us pleasure and a big dopamine hit in the moment, that's what eating, um, you know, drinking, getting a buzz on, that's what that does. We really get this chemical feel-good reaction when we eat or drink. Um, and there's other things that go along with that, but eating is really one of those um, very primal sort of things that creates that real instantaneous gratification, that instantaneous dopamine dopamine hit. And so you really have to get good at not giving in to your excuses. So this is kind of the second idea. You know, I've heard often from clients and also myself, when we're trying to change a habit in the moment, it's really important to be aware of the excuses we tell ourselves and also understand the ways we can use to not give in to our own excuses. So a classic example that many of us can probably relate to would be, you know, not to eat extra snacks after dinner. And all day long, that seems very doable and maybe even easy for some of us. And um, we're definitely going to do that. You know, we're thinking all these things. But evening comes along and all of a sudden, all the old behavior patterns are in place. And and so things like we sit down to watch TV and that's where you're used to eating that bowl of ice cream. And even though you're not hungry and you might remind yourself, oh yeah, I'm not hungry, so I'm not eating, but the urge comes over you and it's very powerful. So your brain throws up an excuse like, well, I'm just going to do it tonight and I'll get back on this tomorrow. Or maybe it's like, I'm going to have this tonight and skip breakfast tomorrow. Or maybe there's an excuse like, oh, today really was such a hard day day today, and so I deserve this, and so I'm going to have it. So these are the same excuses and justifications that come up. So recognizing, being aware when your brain throw the, throws these up at you, it's really important because unless you're aware they're happening, you don't really have a chance in that moment to shift your thinking in order to shift your feelings, in order to shift your behavior. Remember, again, you know, it goes... You have a thought, you have a feeling, typically creates a behavior. There are nuances around that, but for us right now, for our purposes of behavior change, that's really what what you need to focus on, thoughts, feelings, behaviors. You really need to be aware of the thoughts, of the excuses, of the justifications that come up for you because at least being aware of them gives you half a shot of being able to maybe not follow through on the urge or the behavior. So again, being very aware of what your excuses or justifications are, your common ones. All that self-accountability really requires is, is really shoring up your commitment to your goal and your commitment and willingness to the actions required on a daily basis to move you to that goal. So you have to be willing also to risk making mistakes. I think a lot of people get started because they're enthusiastic and motivated, but after about two weeks, that enthusiasm and motivation wanes, and that's where willingness has to come into play. That feeling of willingness, because you know, motivation um, motivation comes and goes. You, you really cannot rely on motivation to make changes 
But willingness is something you can cultivate. And when you are willing, you can follow through on things. But being willing also means being willing to make mistakes because you're gonna make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all do. And and that's you know, what happens when we set up these perfect plans for ourselves and, and you know, a few days we're going to screw it up, but being willing in those moments to mess it up and not get into a whole shame cycle about messing it up and instead moving into willingness so that you're able to move on and continue on with your goals, your behavior goals. It's one of the ways to, to permanent behavior change, to permanent goal attainment, Willingness after you make a mistake, willingness to make mistakes, willingness to work on not feeling shame after mistakes. It really is what moves you more quickly into your next best decision. So if we're talking about food, the example would be, you know, you overeat one night and, you know, if you're really ashamed of that and beat yourself up over it, guess what you're probably going to do the next day? You're probably going to overeat again because you're dealing with all these terrible feelings of shame and disappointment and you're really hard on yourself and beating yourself up about it and you don't want to feel your brain doesn't want to feel those things so it's going to throw up lots and lots of urges to eat and so more than likely you will overeat again so the idea here is to be willing to make mistakes so that you don't get into that whole shame cycle and instead you are just willing to make the mistake And once it's made, you're going to learn from it and you're going to move on. You're going to make your next best decision in regards to food. And that is really what gets you to your weight loss goal. That is what gets you being able to maintain yourself at a healthy weight and where you want to be. I want you to think about this. Before you make a plan for weight loss this week, before you decide you're going to go keto or no sugar, no flour, or you're going to be paleo, or you're going to do some crazy juice cleanse for a week starting January 1st, or before you decide, well, I'm just going to say it, that you're going to sign up with a coach or some program or something like that. You know, before you do all of that, you know, you really want to have your commitment established. You need to get into a place of commitment before you even choose a plan. Remember that for those of us who overeat or overdrink, there's typically two things going on. We're trying to create a feeling, so like a feeling of relaxation or relief or joy, or we're trying to not feel a feeling. We're trying to check out for a moment, or we're trying to numb or distract through eating so that we're not feeling anxious or we're not feeling stressed. Um, And so we use food or drink to do this, to create an emotion or to check out of emotion instead of doing this through our brain or our mind. You know, we all do have the capability to create new emotions through our way of thinking, through our brain. And although this is a skill and it does take a little bit of time and practice to learn, but it's such a better way than trying to create an emotion of relief or relaxation or numb an emotion through food or over drinking um, or honestly, whatever habit or thing we use to change our feelings. The thing is, is that overeating, over drinking to change these things really uh, creates such consequences. I mean, our health, um, not feeling good in our bodies, all those things. So the brain is a much better way to go. The The brain and, and learning how to think thoughts to create those feelings on our own or 
you know, use behaviors to create those feelings and also learning how to tolerate, um, how to sit through, how to accept and allow uncomfortable emotions, both sides of that, creating the positive emotions through our thoughts and also allowing uncomfortable emotions and learning how to be okay to sit through them. All those things we can do through our brain. And it really is what keeps us from a place of using substances to change those feelings. So commitment and willingness has to come first. Those things need to come before you choose some plan um, or way of eating to start the new year. When you have a goal and when you're ready to commit, you have to think exactly about what you're committing to. You need to think about when you commit to something, you're agreeing to start learning new things. You are agreeing to learn how to cultivate determination and willingness. You are agreeing to learn to sit with discomfort and uncomfortable feelings. So this is where you really have to decide, am I all in? Am I willing to feel the discomfort I'm going to feel when I want to overeat and I decide not to? Am I willing to feel the discomfort I'm going to feel when I typically would overeat to bring me joy or to change a feeling state I'm experiencing like anxiety or tiredness? To be accountable to yourself is to have a very, a very clearly defined sentence, sentences, ideas about what your commitment level is. And and this really is what helps bring clarity to your brain as to what is going to happen. And that is what helps get your brain on board with this commitment. And you know, as well as I do, when you have a goal, you need your brain on board with you because otherwise it is going to work against you at every possible moment when you are trying to change a new behavior when you're trying to implement a new behavior to eventually hit a goal that you have set for yourself. So if I'm going to want to eat and I am self-accountable and staying committed, I will need to have a plan in place for that moment. So I am willing to feel uncomfortable. Next, you know, from that, these are your practical strategies, by the way, write out what you can do during that moment of uncomfortableness. Write out what you will think in that moment to help you feel a little less uncomfortable or to just move you through the uncomfortableness a little bit quicker and less intensely. So your sentence might look something like this. When I feel uncomfortable in that moment, like in the evening when I want to overeat and I choose not to, I'm going to recognize my feeling and name it. I am feeling uncomfortable. I will then tell myself it's okay that I'm feeling uncomfortable and I'm working on creating a new habit so I can feel less uncomfortable in the future. Or it could be something as simple as I'm feeling really uncomfortable now and that's okay. I'm going to be okay. So sometimes just giving your brain a sentence telling your brain it's going to be okay is going to help take that uncomfortable feeling down a notch. It's just going to help lessen the intensity, which then can help you stay accountable to yourself and committed to not eating when you're not hungry in the evening, another or whenever, (laughs) not eating whenever you're not hungry. Another behavioral strategy in this moment is to have a list of behavioral things you can do to help lessen the uncomfortableness. But, you know, the behavioral things that you're going to write down that you think you could do instead of eating need to be pleasurable. You know, these can't be things like, um, 
you know, I'm going to clean for a while when I want to eat. That's not going to work for your brain. You need something that is at least somewhat enjoyable. Remember, eating, drinking, you know, it gives that immediate dopamine response, that immediate neurochemical cocktail that makes you feel really good. So if you're going to replace that with another behavior, it needs to be something that is somewhat enjoyable. So just some, I guess, rants, just some ideas might be for a lot of clients. I know they use things like this, like, you know, a hot bath, um, hot shower, uh, maybe just allowing yourself a little time to yourself or even just to relax on the couch and watch Netflix or a movie, just something that is somewhat enjoyable to you. Nobody, nobody loses weight or gets into a better state of health without changing habits. And changing habits is definitely uncomfortable. And any at any moment, it's, it's well, there are going to be many moments where it's really imperative to remind yourself of what your goal is and why. And beyond all these things, the most important part is to practice, uh, is, is to really practice the sentences for yourself. Write them out. Um, write them out daily, put them on note cards, read them over and over daily. It's really important to keep yourself practicing these thoughts and practicing the new behaviors daily, again, daily, in order to keep yourself accountable to yourself and follow through on your goals. It really is the quickest way to keeping yourself accountable. And, you know, obviously I'm going to mention here because this is my job, but you can do what I've done in the past myself and what my clients do. And that is work with someone to help keep you accountable until you can keep yourself accountable. Some of us at different times in our lives may need some help. I definitely have and need someone else who can give us the sentences, the thoughts that we need to be practicing can help encourage us, um, can keep checking in on us to keep reminding us of what we're trying to do, what our goals are, and the why. Some of us need someone else to help talk through some of the things um, that we're dealing with, the difficult times when we're not being accountable to selves, ourselves, but where we would still want to maintain or work through um, these things to hit the goals that we have set for ourselves. So that would be my last little bit of advice here um, is just to, if you're finding you cannot keep yourself accountable, working with someone to help you keep accountable for a while until you can get there um, can be really, really beneficial. I have found it really beneficial. Um, I know my clients have found it beneficial. Um, and I just think, you know, it's something for those of us who like to do everything on our own. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just a good, it's good to be reminded that sometimes we do need help from other human beings out there. And that can be really beneficial. So if you found anything useful from this episode, would you please take the time to subscribe to the podcast and also give a five-star review if you review if you feel it's um, warranted. And, and when you subscribe, you know, you will be sure to get the newest episode once they're released. And all of it helps me keep these episodes going. Um, I really appreciate you supporting this podcast and for sharing this space with me for listening. And remember to thank your own self for being willing to consider making small changes in your life to get you closer to your goals and dreams. You can head over to my social media for a lot for just way more resources. You can find me on Instagram, Heinen Counseling and Coaching. Um, once there, please feel free to um, 
DM me, get me messages, whatever it is. If you have questions, um, I do actually have a, a few questions that I've received from some listeners. I've answered a few of them in previous episodes, but getting ready to record a few more will be where I will be answering some of those. But feel free to drop me any questions you might have. Um, I have a recipes only page at, on Instagram at Peak Protein Recipes, and these are all foods with, um, are all recipes, I should say with higher protein or at the very minimum, lower carb, no sugar. Um, So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for some ideas for food and higher protein sources, go check that out, Peak Protein Recipes. And if you keep listening right now, you're going to get some more information on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. It is where you get the actual structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support and coaching behind all this information I'm putting out there to lose your weight for good, improve your health, and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode And then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 